0: At
1: LuckyLandSlots.com, available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about
0: anywhere.
1: Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview as Villa travel to Leicester on Tuesday night in the Premier League, looking to continue their excellent run. And Leicester, of course, now going to be under new management, albeit temporarily. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Neil Dunworth, and the show is sponsored by Luke Roper. If you want to get 20% off, use the code TVV20 and you'll get 20% off everything they have to offer. Neil, fast turnaround, I don't just saying. I don't like it when there's a, a Saturday game and a Tuesday game in terms of producing content because I've only just done the... The post-match point last night and now we're here for a match preview and we're not going to do a Stato preview show, but we are going to try and entwine some of the stuff that he comes up with into this one. I don't know if Neil knew that, but I'm telling you now, Neil, if you
0: didn't know, how how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's a juxtaposition really, um, Dan, because, you know, we often talk about, you know, if you have an international break, that the gloss off good performances could uh, could be taken off very easily and then you know when we have a situation where there's a 48 to 72 hour turnaround you you're always worried that maybe the legs aren't fully recovered because there was a lot of running done against that Chelsea team to keep as John McGinn said sh- the the shape work that they've done um it has ha- that they were they were trying to work on that even in game uh, as well but you know coming up against this Leicester team there and a bit of I'm going to say it, they're in a bit of turmoil manager wise, and uh, they're in every
1: the, way possible at the moment, I think
0: uh, yeah, and, and there's there's an ill feeling around the club at the moment, you know, um they're not going to have somebody in, obviously before the game it, it, in in midweek. I haven't read who's going to look after the, the Mike the
1: Stahl, former Wolverhampton Wanderers goalkeeper, and well some guy yeah, that sounded yeah. like Adam Sandler, but it was actually Adam Sadler. Adam they're sandler. the 2 that they're they're the 2 that are in, they're the two that are in charge for the game
0: well the way that the way the hollywood people are cropping up at football well, clubs yeah, at the moment know. it could be adam sandler and it could be on a bench yeah but uh it's no look, and, and, and as i look i presume there's going to be some sort of continuity there with what Brendan rogers was doing let's just hope they don't have the Aaron Danks effect uh, that yes. we had um and let's let's hope that they have it against that they have uh, the thanks of fate that ha- that he brought against Newcastle as opposed yes. to the one against Brentford because we could do a win in this then because two points off sixth and I know exactly. there's games in hand but you know we play this game today or tomorrow night then we play on Saturday and I know getting putting the cap before the horse here with, with two games and Villa being Villa were there is a high propensity that we we will not win both of these games although I'm on the crest of a wave so I'm going to predict that we will. That really puts us in a really strong position, but you have to beat the team that's put in front of you first. And Leicester are there now.
1: Well, Liverpool, I think, are top six at the moment. Their next two games are Chelsea. Who knows what's going to happen with Mm -hmm. them, what the effect of their managerial change will be. And then they've got Arsenal. So at the moment, where we sit a point off Liverpool, you know, with the two games we have Leicester away and Forrest at home. There's every chance that we could we could end up um, end up above them and really pushing Liverpool. Of course, I've got that wrong. there. eighth, not sixth. Got myself confused there. But i said about it not being good for podcasts having this quick turnaround of games. But in terms of the way Villa are at the moment, you do want as many games as possible because they are playing so well. And I feel like everyone's just in it at the moment. The players are in it. They're on it. The, the fans are all as one as well. Everything's coming together. Everyone's singing off the same hymn sheet, as that old saying goes. And that quick turnaround of games probably is helpful for Villa. You know, Leicester playing in front of their own fans. I think it won't be as toxic as perhaps it would have been under Rodgers. But they're not happy with how their club is in general. Not, it's not just the manager that they've got a problem with at the moment. And I do think it's one of those where, again, I've said it a few times recently, we get ourselves ahead, the crowd will turn and it becomes a difficult place for home players to play. I've said that a few times in a few games recently. We get ourselves ahead, keep that lead. We've got every chance of doing something in the way. We are away from home at the moment. The record is absolutely outstanding. There's every chance we can do that now.
0: Yeah, we want to be playing away from home. You know, I don't think yeah, no we do. Because, you know,
1: we've been okay at home. If you offer me playing home or away at the moment, I'll probably say away every time.
0: Mm. And, you know, as you say, the, the fans are probably going to turn up at Leicester because they're in the mire and they're going to need to get a, get results. Uh, I think we spoke about it and said that Leicester had only gotten one point. Um, was it? Yeah, I think since they last played us. And, you know, that's not a great return for them. I think it probably was time. I think if you would asked Leicester fans, probably last August was the time for Rodgers to go. Um but i i I still don't believe that Brendan Rodgers is a bad manager. I just no, think just everything has gone stale at that club. It's gone really, really stale, but the fan bar the fans and the fans could be the difference tomorrow. You know you usually you come into into situations like this whereby there's a toxic atmosphere as you said that the fans are giving out about the board they're giving out about everything they want wholesale changes the fans the the board still have a lot of good credit in the bank here, and the fans aren't aren't massively um uh disaffected by them, but they are going to want to stay in this league. And it would be, to be honest with you, it really would be a travesty for Leicester not to get their act in order and and, and to stay up this season, considering that only what four years ago they were champions of
1: uh, of England. A bit more, a bit more than that, uh, I think. <laughs> 2015, 2016 it was the year we went down, wasn't it? So, yeah, you don't count COVID, years though.
0: Uh, the COVID years though. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't count those.
1: Yeah, That's yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was there last week doing the the press at Rogers' last press, as I said last night. Their training ground is phenomenal. Like it's actually ridiculous how good their training ground is i mean i've not been to many premier league training grounds, but it's by far the best i've ever been to the facilities were absolutely incredible you know they spent an awful lot of money on that I and mean, in some ways maybe that's held them back a little bit in the transfer market in, in recent windows and like you say they have perhaps gone a little more stale and it's just that you know so many times we've sat here and talked about villa and resilience you know one of the stats Stato's given me is no premier league side so has dropped more points from winning positions this season than leicester and that doesn't surprise you really does it they They've had problems with set-pieces as well, which again is something we've lamented about Villa over the years as well. They've got a set-piece coaching and that seems to have have, have stemmed that a little bit. But, you know, Leicester are one of those sides at the moment when you look at all the traits of a a bad team and things going wrong. You know, we've done it before with Villa. Leicester are probably at the top of most of the things that you don't want to be Mm -hmm. top four. So we've got to go there and be ruthless and take advantage. And that's what the message that Emery will be be saying to, to the players. I do think the change of manager... May help. May help them a, a little bit. Not the change of manager, just it being someone else, a, fre- a fresh voice. May help a little bit because we saw it under Aaron Danks temporarily in that first game at home. He just did a few little things that were different in that game, and we got off to a good start, and obviously ended up hammering Brentford. But just a little change of tweaks of personnel, of players that the fans had, had, had wanted to see. That really helped. I've just got a feeling that's what Mike Stowell and Adam Sadler would do as well, because we've got Calicci and Nacho, who the fans have been saying is their best striker and should be playing. Vardy's been out of the cold for the last few weeks as well. I've got a feeling that maybe one or both of them may play this game. Then straight away, that gives the fans something to get behind. I mean, Onig and Nacho, he's been directly involved in more competitive goals against Aston Villa than he has against any other mm. side. He scored seven and got four assists. So we're his favourite opponent. I'd fully expect him to play, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Vardy come in either. Do you, do you know what I mean about just yeah. making those few changes just to galvanise the fan base a little bit because they've been out, they've both been out of the team recently.
0: Yeah, I think that, I think that we will certainly see you know Vardy getting up there in age. I don't know what it, what he'll start, but um, you know if you want I mean, to didn't take even get somebody
1: pitch at the weekend against Palace, that's true. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah that's
0: get true. A pitch. I, I think if you're a manager and if you want someone to take somebody off who only ever seems to score goals against Aston Villa and bring on somebody who only ever seems to score goals against Aston Villa. Now, I think taking off Ioannaccio and bringing on Vardy is, so, is, is a good substitute to have. That but The three guys that are going to play behind them are going to be tricky. Barnes, M- Madison, Tete. You know, we saw that the last day and um, the way they were able to pull our, our defence all over the place. It, Uno Emery will not, will not have that issue. I, we're I better than that
1: now, aren't we? We're better than that.
0: And we're better midfield we're than a, that. No,
1: yeah. We set up better away from home to deal with that than we did set up that day. At home. Oh. I don't think we set up right that day. In fairness, you know, we'll be more compact like we were against Chelsea, like we were against Spurs, like we have been in all these, all these other away games. Looking to looking to pick Leicester off on on, on the break. I mean, yeah. I've got a bad stat for you if you want one. Unai Emery has lost his last three Premier League games against Leicester against no other English side has he lost more consecutive matches.
0: He's he's never won against Mike Stoll either. Well,
1: has anyone? Has anyone ever won against? <laughs> I think he has had. I think Moisant may have had a couple of games at Leicester before when they sat. To put Puel because Rogers followed Puel. If I remember, and so. I don't think they. I don't think they hired him immediately. Brendan Rogers. My memory could be serving me. Uh completely wrong here but that's how i I remember it sorry avfc in the comments is saying barnes is their danger not james madison although he was a little bit more unkind about james madison i'm not going to repeat that because madison is a phenomenal player but barnes has got a decent record against us if i recall Mm -hmm. as well the only thing on madison is they're currently managing an injury with him it may be a big ask for him having played on saturday to play on tuesday then play at the weekend again but be a brave man not to play him in what could be your only game in caretaker charge. He's the captain at the moment. He's the talisman. And we've seen it with with Grealish, haven't we? It's very similar vibes. Give him the captaincy. He's our best player. Let's see what he can do. He's a footballer that I just love watching, James Madison. But the fact that he's managing this this injury is not ideal for him.
0: Well, Dan, put up a chair because Mike Stoll let me talk you through his managerial career.
1: Let's go. 2007,
0: he was Leicester City caretaker for... One game? Yeah, one Did game he lost. Okay. In 2010, he was Leicester City caretaker for one game. and He won. 2011, he was Leicester City caretaker for three games. He won one, lost two. Leicester City caretaker, joint care t- caretaker in 2017, uh, played two games, won two games. Leicester City joint caretaker in 2019, played one game, won one game. So as a caretaker slash joint caretaker, yeah, 62.5% managerial win rate. That's oh, so a good one. So how do you work that maths <laughs> out so fast? <laughs>
1: Uh, or was I'm, it in, or I'm was looking at his Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh. that's, that's a great, that's a great little uh, little win right there from from Mike style because he's a goalkeeping coach as well. It's not even like he's just a general mm. coach, is he? Adam Wright's asking in the in the in the comments about Kamara to play didn't look fully fit from the off. To maybe Chelsea, I think he probably was fit because I don't think they would have started with him if there was any element of doubt over him at all. But I think he made that early tackle to try and prevent the counter attack and basically got injured mm. doing that again. Like I've just said about Madison. It might be a little bit much to play him out again, even though he only played a half. Maybe we'd better serve just having him on the bench and easing him back in maybe to see the game out if we are ahead. Because at the moment, McGinn, when he plays there, McGinn and Louise, they've got a good partnership going. They,
0: they seem to know what they're doing, don't they? Absolutely. I, look, once again, it's options. I think as well with, you know, that Unai Emery took off Bubakar Kamara because he was on a yellow card and got a little bit of a knock in the first, 20, the first 15 minutes of that game against Chelsea. Instead of letting him play the maybe 10 minutes to see if he could run it off. I think Unai just basically said let's make the decision now. Let's change it up when I have time to talk to the team, change it up to a back 5 uh, essentially and then let's take it on from there as opposed to changing it midway through the second half and then then potentially having somebody like Boubacar Kamara not fully fit given Aston this propensity to concede straight after half time through the years and historically with this team, you know, we do tend to concede our own breaks and play um i think it was quite a, quite a wise decision um kamara i think does start i think he i think he probably starts yeah. i think it was in mind of you know do we let him hobble around here for 10 minutes and maybe make it worse or do we basically think the fact that we've got look we've got three games this week if i can make this change now i can stand behind my decision and say i did everything i could to protect our 1-0 win our nil lead and ultimately we're going to score a second goal and it looks like an absolute masterstroke altogether. but i think Emory is thinking in that in that vein That he didn't want. After we nearly conceded just before half time, he didn't want there to be a second situation whereby we either start to we either don't get a foothold in the second half. Or worse comes to worse, we concede early in the second half, and then Aston Villa really against the back foot. He's to make a change, and then there's a little bit of discombobulation in in the back line. So I think that I think it was it was a very very smart decision to do it at halftime, albeit one that we're not used to seeing. And if you go back then as well, you go back to his time in Arsenal. He had the most amount he had the highest amount of halftime substitutions in the Premier League that 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 year he was with Arsenal. So he's not afraid to do it, and maybe it's something we might just need to get used to.
1: I don't know why I'm nodding like I knew that. Yeah, oh, yeah I, remember that. I remember that now. No, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, Gaz Oaks has said in the, in the comments, I mean, it's so hard to tell Villa's systems at the, at the time. It's so amazing what, what we do. He's saying, I still don't think it was a back five. And Emery did come out, to be fair, afterwards and say that Chambers was playing right back. But because of the way Villa do defend, Ashley Young was playing on the, on the right. Yeah, but the wing, one of the wingers always drops in and and, and makes it, and they, and sometimes two wingers to make it a back six. And I think we obviously in the second half spent a lot of time doing that, so it did kind of look like it was it was three at the back, and Chambers was able to tuck in because the winger was defending so so deep. But everything he he does really at the moment just seems to work. And that halftime substitution is just evidence of that. Of that, it was such a such a clever change. It stemmed Chelsea's flow a little because although they had a lot of the ball and they did have shots. I never felt massively worried that that Chelsea were going to score. The last time I felt like we weren't solid at the back actually was against Leicester. Yeah, I, I, I mind you, we I mean, we played Man City and Arsenal as, as well. We're letting goals that day. But Leicester, you know, was the last time, especially being at a, a game live, where I felt really defensively insecure F- from Villa. We've come on leaps and bounds since then. We, we're keeping clean sheets. And you wouldn't bet against us going to Leicester and, and keeping a clean sheet on Tuesday night as as well. It's going to be another, another really intriguing affair. Leicester overside, we've not got a great record against their place, I, I don't think. But I do really fancy us again, at least that dangerous thing where at the moment... Yeah. If you're asking me to predict scores, I'm very rarely going to predict Villa to lose
0: at the moment, I don't think. Yeah, My my score prediction is almost an autopilot for most of these games, and it's 1-0. I genuinely oh, no. believe we can go and win games 1-0, and I've said it before, Unai Emery is the Spanish Gr- George Graham at the moment. He knows how to set up his team. He knows how to set it up with brilliant amount of structure. He's got a striker up front that's got lots of legs and can drag players around, like Graham did with like Savine Wright you know, we don't have the Alan Smith to put up alongside him the other beanpole, but the game has has uh, has moved on there and we have a midfield that's that's combative now. We have a midfield like you look back to the goal that the nodded the ball on for, for Ollie Watkins, but you look back to where Douglas Luis picks up that, that ball. You know, he picks it up wide on the left, takes a turn around his man, brings it forward about four or five steps and chips one over, sees the open field in front you look at where Douglas Luiz picks the ball up for his goal against Bournemouth it's at that area in the, in 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 uh, in the field except this time he takes it down the line plays a ball down the line ends up arcing his run across the field and then ends up at at the 6 hour box to take a cut back from Leon Bailey our midfield has gone so dynamic now that it allows us to go forward and to and to go back as a unit and and as i say that was that that's that's what makes us so difficult to break down that's why i'm confident at times that we can keep scores down now you know we can keep, keep them to nil we can keep teams to one that's a huge advantage to have to have that in the back of your mind to know that you can do it against chelsea who've just spent a half a billion euros on players you can keep them to no, to no score their manager gets sacked i don't care any any manager or any player in that dressing room is looking gone we got part of the sack there today because we beat them, and 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 I know personally that maybe I'm a spiteful type person, but I would derive great kind of sense of sense of uh of, of pleasure from that. The fact that I would sit there and go, you know, we played so well there in a team that we were not supposed to beat to beat at all, that the hierarchy decided they need to make changes, and that for me would would allow me to feed off uh, the fact that the team our team is going well because at the end of the day. You shouldn't really care about anybody else outside the four rooms in the dressing room when you're, in, when you're in, in, a, in a squad that's looking to push up the league. And if you have to leave other teams or other players or other managers behind you, you've got to do it.
1: Yeah, let's just have a whiz through the comments before we go. So IAVFC has actually made a really valid point in, in the chat. He says, Leicester put Kamara under pressure constantly at Villa Part 2, and that caused us a lot yeah. of problems. Hoping we've learned from, from that game. I don't think it'll be a different game plan from Leicester. I, I don't think they'll come out and be... They'll come out and be intense in that process. Did you see see Palace against Leicester at the way? I think they had 33 shots or something ridiculous. They came out and just bombarded them. You just wouldn't have expected that at all from a Roy Hodgson Crystal Palace side. I feel Leicester will be a bit conservative. I don't think they'll have that in them. Mm -hmm. On on Tuesday night, there was another really good comment as well, but I seem to have lost the ability to move my keyboard down. Where was it? There was a great little comment. Here we go. Mike Dota, Unai advantage of prepping for a specific manager and club will be hampered, but he will still be quick to react to what is happening on the pitch. Now that's very, very true. I don't think Villa's on the ball and off the ball system in terms of where people are playing ever changes, but there's always subtle little tweaks to how, how people do things and how, how the team team does things as well. So it will be interesting to see what he comes up with because he won't know unless he's, Done a nail and gone back through and looked at Mike Stahl's caretaker games in charge, which, which you know he probably has, he probably, who Emery has probably probably done that. You know, he will have to adapt to some certain things on on the fly. I think I think during the game, but we know he's just as good at doing that as he is at, as he is he's good at being reactive as he's been proactive. Like I said on Twitter and on on the Villa View last night. So yeah, really really interesting. Just more Mike,
0: the... more breaking Mike Stone news. Um, yeah, just by his Wikipedia page, he's married to. Rachel five his Wikipedia page is married to Rachel MacArthur, a former England uh, England lioness, uh, between uh-huh. two thousand and two and two thousand and five. Oh. Ex- yeah, excellent. Seventeen caps. Yeah. Seventeen caps. That's a lovely little yeah. little tidbit. I thought you were gonna
1: I thought you were gonna say the breaking news that someone's just put in um in again in the chat. So I don't know. I'm just saying it in front of me, so I don't know how reliable this news is. But Habs Rahman, his Egyptian club, ZFC, joins
0: Victoria Sport Club to partner I- with Villa. Think I think they've been partner with Villa for a while now. I I okay. then had this other Sawiris brothers team in Egypt. I think I'm open to open, open the correction on that, but something reminds me that we were a partner with a team in Senegal or an academy in Senegal, and there was some, there was an Egyptian team as well that was previously owned by uh, the other Sawiris brother. Um, and I think there was something there.
1: Okay, maybe that would that
0: would make sense, wouldn't it? That would that would. The under 17s are gone out there to play an international tournament. Yeah, I saw uh, that moment. Yeah, yeah, I saw that.
1: Let's finish with Chester Leicester, who I'm assuming is a Leicester fan. So please let us win. We need we need to stay up. We can't do that. I'm afraid. We've got we've got to to try and win. Chester Leicester. As much as I like Leicester, Villa Villa need the three points for their for their European push. And like I've said, you know, two games Leicester Forest. One, there'll be, there's a good chance for Villa to push up the table too. They're going to have a massive say in what's going on in the bottom nine because that bottom nine is still absolutely incredible mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. Change on a weekly basis who you think is going to get relegated. And again... I'm just so glad that we're not involved in it because we would have been under the previous incumbent of the managerial position at Aston Villa Football Club. Neil, that does us. Thanks ever so much for joining me. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in live as well, and that will go on to watch the video. If you have enjoyed the video, then give it a like and subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on, so you never miss a video. We're aiming to do a post-match point straight after the game tomorrow, and then an 1874 live on Wednesday night with Greg. Greg tells me he's got a good topic to talk about. So I'll let you know on social media what that is. So watch out for the videos coming out in the next 24 to 48 hours. Thank you very much to Adam for producing as well. Have a good rest of your Monday and up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network